I just think that's the neatest thing since sliced bread. And microphone. <laughs> hey, top of the day to you. It's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. That can only mean one thing. The Freight Broker TV video podcast live streamed on YouTube. You can also hear this podcast using your favorite podcasting app, no matter what it is. And if we're not on that app, let us know. If you're looking for us on the app, look for Freight Broker TV. Hey, got an announcement coming up next week. Well, well, first of all, it is Memorial Day weekend. So I hope you're having a good, safe holiday weekend. The weather here where I'm at has changed to bring us a glorious weekend. The, the official first weekend of summer, as they call it. A weekend that I traditionally will stay away from the lakes and campgrounds and such because it's going to be a madhouse and we all know it. Now next weekend, that's a whole different story. We've already already got our places reserved for the uh, camper. Going to take that out. Probably have a hopefully have a, a video for you next. Uh, well, in a couple of weeks anyway. That uh, we took from our campsite with the uh, new Tautoa FBTV RV. So we will see about that. Uh, what's up today? Oh, uh, what I was talking about. Coming up. Coming up. That's It's coming up this week. Starting May, May, May. The day after May 31st, uh, June 1st. Uh, join me, Morning Coffee, on the Taltoa YouTube channel, as well as a the Taltoa uh, podcast stream. Well, the Morning Coffee with Taltoa stream uh, podcast, anyway. We'll get it here in a minute. It's new. Give me a break. It's the weekend. I'm in the holiday mood. I, I, I want to be out doing something like mowing the grass, washing the truck. <laughs> really, I want to be uh, smoking some ribs or something. But anyway, that's another story. Might do that uh, later today or tomorrow. Anyway, starting June 1st, you're invited to join me for a couple of minutes. Eh, say a couple, three, four, five, six minutes, whatever. Every Monday through Friday morning... 6 a.m. Central Time. I'm going to be hosting Morning Coffee with Tautoa. It's where we're going to be getting together eh, for a few minutes, talking about things transportation-related. Don't really know what we're going to be talking about all the time, but, uh, well, well, let's see. The first uh, the first uh, episode, June 1st, we're going to be talking about the history of Tautoa. So keep that in mind. Now, you will have the opportunity to watch it on YouTube, on the Taltoa YouTube channel. And if you're not familiar with that, well, this this is, uh, there you go. There's the Taltoa YouTube channel. If you're looking for it, you can see right here at the top, youtube.com forward slash Taltoa. And there you go. It's got its own little area. It's going to be filling up here pretty quick. This time, this time next week. Uh, this can be uh, th this is going to be full. Put it that way. All right. So now you know. Well, no, it won't be either because we'll, we will have only done three. So because next weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Anyway, that's that. Now next Saturday, the uh, FBTV podcast we will not be live streaming, but it will be available. We will have pre-recorded it and made it available on our YouTube channel, FBTV. We got a lot of channels, don't we? <laughs> We're just happening. Anyway, top of the morning to you. If you don't know me, my name is Mike. Some people call me Little Arnie. If you can see if I can get this right here. Little Arnie. 
Ernie was my dad's name when I was a kid growing up. People used to always call me Little Ernie. Little I am no more, but still. Close to my heart. Today's May 28th. It's Saturday. It's Hamburger Day. Yeah. Jazz Day and Brisket Day. I would love to smoke a brisket, but I'm not going to pay 100 bucks for a brisket. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? So I really think, you know, that they're talking about fuel prices and stuff. But, hey, let's uh, let's look at these meat prices a little bit. What do you say? And you know the holiday weekend, they they uh, they, they ramped them up. You, you know what I mean? They, they really turned them up high. But, anyway. Anyway, FreightBrokerTV.com. You can catch all of our videos and such there. Matter of fact, if you've not visited FreightBrokerTV.com, I think I can fix that real quick. Yeah, here we go. Let me put this up here. This is FreightBrokerTV.com, right? Yeah. All the videos, podcasts, and everything. Don't forget about the mug. We got a mug. You can purchase that mug. Just touch there to order, and there you go. It'll take you right to the page in which you can order. Got all the pictures there, and it'll be shipped directly to you. But uh, up here at the top, we got the FBTV videos, Essential Training, all of our videos. All of our videos are in here. Um, the podcast. Yeah, this podcast, well, uh, once we finish the live stream, the, the this live stream will be, you know, made into a podcast, obviously, and it'll be available on our podcast, FBT podcast page. Now, if you want to watch the live stream, there it is. Uh, right now, that's last week's live stream. Can I play it? Yeah, push play, see what you can see there. But that that's from last week. Uh, the, the live stream, you'll be able to watch it here on our channel. Whoop, we're getting a lot of noise here. Oh, it's in my it's in my headset, isn't it? Okay, it was. I was like, whoa, that shouldn't be going out. But uh, plenty, plenty of uh, uh, what I'm getting at. If you if you miss the live stream. You can come to our website because it's not going to be on YouTube. You can come to our website, go to the FBTV live stream page, and you'll be able to watch the previous live stream. So, all right, we we good to go on that. I hope so. Man, that blew me away. That hit my head. I shouldn't have done that. Usually, I, I won't do something like that unless I know exactly what to expect, and I did not know what to expect, and it man, it blasted me. It blasted me. But anyway, that that's uh, that's that. Okay. Fuel prices, we know. Diesel's down $0.04. Cents. Gasoline's up $0.10. Cents. And while we're on the subject, let's... Uh, okay, I, I, I wish I had the video still. Do I still have the video? Can we get that? Can we get it and get it up here in time? I doubt it, but uh, let me take a look. I don't think we still have it. No, we don't have it. All right, let's just forget about that. Anyway, you can go back through some of our older podcasts and videos and such, and you're going to find one that we put together. President Biden, before he got elected, he was telling everybody, hey, <laughs> I'm anti-gas. I'm anti-oil. I am going to do things uh, to change the world. He, what I'm getting at, he told us in advance, he's not going to be an oil friendly president and he hasn't been what's the first thing he did shut down the pipelines he's been in office what 18 months maybe not even that 
And here we are. Fuel prices. Diesel, $5.57 a gallon. Gasoline, four fifty nine a gallon and going up. Ten cents alone this week. Who knows what it's going to be come Monday when the uh, Energy Information Administration releases the new data. And can you believe them? Who knows? So the other day I watched a video where uh, a couple out in California, they were out RVing and <laughs> pulled into a fuel stop, $8 a gallon. Can you believe that? You know, if you got a vehicle that holds 20 gallons, that's 160 bucks. I mean, it's just, come on. Well, he told us he was going to do this. The oil companies, they knew. They knew. They know he's anti-oil. I mean, look at the legislation that just uh, passed here a while back, you know, within the past couple of weeks, where they're trying to blame the oil company for all the problems. They want to make sure oil companies are not gouging the public. It's like they're pointing their fingers already. They're pointing their fingers. Hey, the oil's... The, the gasoline prices are so high because of the oil companies, and, and we're passing laws to protect you. Now, oh, come on, we know better than that, don't we? Oil companies have no motivation. They have, you know, why should they spend money to do anything with oil and gas until this president's gone out of office, until there's a new administration that is that recognizes just because you want it to be doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. It takes time. And, uh, I mean, go back to, you know, we talked about this the other day. President Kennedy, 1961, by the end of the decade, I want to land a man on the moon. Got the country behind him. What's Biden do? He comes in here immediately and says, hey, it's going to be electric now. Well, maybe they're starting to figure this all out. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox. This really aggravates me. Because we shouldn't be here right now. We should not be paying this kind of money for fuel. There's no reason for it. We should be, you know, hey, developing electric. I, I'm, I'm great with that. Hey, no problem if that's what you want to do. But <laughs> come on, get real. Anyway, the White House is now eyeing restarting idle refineries. The Biden administration is reaching out to the oil industry. They're reaching out to inquire about restarting shuttered refineries as the White House scrambles to address record high gasoline prices that are setting off political alarm bells ahead of the midterm elections. So the elections is what's prompting it. It's not because it's the right thing to do. It's because, hey, we still want to do this, but uh, we've got to win these elections, so we're going to back down a little bit so we can win the elections, and we'll get back to doing Get back to our agenda of screwing up everybody. Anyway, members of the National Economic Council and other officials have inquired within the industry. They've inquired within the oil industry about factors that led some refining operations to be curtailed. Well, we know why. They had an enemy in the White House. And if plans are underway, and they, and they still do, and they know it. And if plans are underway to restart capacity... <coughs> A person familiar with the uh, matter said, familiar, the person who wasn't authorized to speak on the record, added no direct ask to restart operations was made. So they're, 
they're kind of hinting around. Hey, Mr. Oil Company. Hey, good buddy. Hey, fella. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you been thinking about doing anything? <laughs> Come on. You think the oil companies are is going to do this guy a favor? Anything the oil companies will do now is for love of country. It has nothing to do with the uh, love of uh, the administration. My opinion. My opinion is worth about two cents. <laughs> you know, but I just think it's hilarious. Well, it's not. It's sad. You can't help but laugh. You know, if you can't see the humor in this, they, anybody, everybody that has a working cuckoo clock up here knew, knows you can't just shut down the oil just because you want everything to be green. You, you can't do that. It's going to kill everything. I mean, the, the country. Oil, this pen, oil's involved. This, this, this microphone, oil is involved. Oil's pretty much in everything, you know? And, 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 but not as much in our cars and trucks as we like. But anyway, that's, that's that. It's Q&A day here on the, uh, podcast fbtv live stream we do it every saturday morning we start at 9 a.m q a we got some good questions this morning matter of fact uh we can't go any further till we get the uh today's impossible question asked and again a disclaimer hopefully i won't forget to give you the answer before we get done okay today's impossible question the average person would travel up to 34 miles to find the perfect what I can attest to this. I agree 100%. I will travel as far as 34 miles to get this perfect thing. What is it? Hopefully I'll remember that. Hopefully I'll remember that. Oh, here's something great. Kim, Kim Kardashian has become the chief <laughs> taste consultant for Beyond Meat. What's Beyond Meat? It's a plant-based meat substitute. It's not meat at all. It's fake meat. Couldn't get a better chief taste consultant, could you? <laughs> Another drawback to California's current drought, a population explosion of rattlesnakes. Wow. I keep on seeing these videos on the news and things pop up about Lake Mead, Lake Powell, all that up there that's going dry. I mean, you know, it's sad. You can see on the rocks up there where the level was and how much just dropped. It's just, you know, they're on their third straw system, whatever they call it, that actually... They get some water out of the lake and sends it to uh, Vegas for their water supply. You know, they had one up here, then they had the second one, now they're down to the third one. That was built, what, 20 years ago, 10 years ago or something? Hey, boy. What a mess. What a mess. Uh, another item you might want to know, a survey among Americans found that 56% of us, I'm included, think we won't be able to afford to go on a vacation this summer. And that is due to the high price of fuel. We take many vacations. You know, if you got an RV, you know the mini vacation is the um, is the is the the uh, flavor of the month right now. That started back with COVID. Boats and RVs, boy, the last few years it's been a banner banner time for them those companies because people couldn't travel they couldn't go out and do things like they 
should have been able to do. So they found alternatives in boating and camping became the alternative. And now, if you want to go camping, take your RV out, you better book a place three or four weeks ahead of time, if not a month. Forget the holidays. <clears throat> so, going on a traditional vacation a couple of weeks? No, not happening. Not as much. Can't afford it. Taking a little mini vacation? Yeah, doing that all the time. Okay, guys, listen up. We got something here for you. Well, we're talking about everything but transportation, but we'll get to transportation in a minute. Six out of ten women say it's a major turnoff when a man winks at them. <laughs> guys, don't wink, don't wink at the ladies. It's a turnoff. Now, drivers. I know we have some drivers that tune into the podcast, maybe even watch. According to a recent sleep study, if you've had trouble sleeping, experts say you should try wearing sunglasses two hours before bedtime. Now, in addition, a study in applied ergonomics found that using a tablet for two hours suppresses melatonin production, which is a hormone necessary for sleep, by 23%. You can buy those melatonin tablets over the counter at your favorite drugstore. I'm not a real fan of them, you know. I, I've tried them at, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, I, to me, you get one chance. If you blow that chance to go to sleep, eh, you blew it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, talking about vacations, holiday makers on the Norwegian Prima line, Liner, Prima Liner, heading from New York to Bermuda. I'll, I'll, I'll get my tongue back in a minute. Holiday Holiday makers on the Norwegian Prima liner heading from New York to Bermuda are giving a light-hearted offer of a money-back guarantee. If you want to take this cruise, <laughs> you're going to be in the Bermuda Triangle. All guests will get a 100% refund for the cost of the cruise if the ship disappears at the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> All right, that's cute. Now, we were talking about uh, snakes in California. Number one sign, there's a snake under your bed. If you're in California, you probably want to pay attention. One of the most common ways the reptiles can get themselves indoors. Man, my wife would not like this story. I cannot repeat it to her. She don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. Anyway, one of the most common ways the reptiles can get themselves indoors involves cracks around your home's foundation that develop over time due to wear and tear, mainly because... It can be so easy for them since they get this. A snake can enter a gap as small as a pencil. They like quiet, cozy places. So under the bed, that's a perfect space, especially if you have a heating vent under or near the bed. <laughs> Here's the first sign that one is cozying up under the bed. It's going to come from your ears. You're going to hear it. It's going to be sounds of hissing, slithering. <laughs> Other evidence will be tracks in the dust. Like you don't sweep. Come on, we all sweep. <laughs> tracks uh, in the dust or a snake skin if the snake's been there a while. Now, if I found a snake skin in my house, and that tells me it's been there a while, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy about that at all. 
Okay, good news for the trucking industry, or uh, truck prices anyway. Uh, not great, but better than normal, what we've been experiencing lately. April, uh, used Class 8 prices, they're still high, but they're on the way down. The average retail price for a used truck in April was $101,192 for a used truck. When I bought used trucks, I, it, it, you know, thirty-five, forty thousand, I get me a good used truck. I had my fleet, but anyway, that's still seventy-five percent higher than uh, fifty-seven thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight dollars a year ago. April dipped compared with March. March had a record price, one hundred one seven sixteen, still over a hundred thousand dollars for a used truck. While we're on the topic of used trucks, let's talk about the speed limiter. We've talked about that a few times over the last few weeks. FMCSA has granted a request to extend the speed limiter comment period. As if 12,000 comments aren't enough, they've decided to uh, give people another 45 days to comment. They really... They really dropping the ball on that one. Road check 2022. A lot of you took my advice. That was last week. The annual 72-hour road check, one we've been telling you about for the last couple of months. <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of you took my advice and stayed home. Truck postings were down 16% <laughs> compared to the previous week. So, that works. All right. My name is Mike. This is the FBTV uh, podcast, video podcast. We live stream it on YouTube every Saturday, well, most Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. If you want to check out Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com, we, we, uh, we help people get into the transportation industry. Here's a look at our website if you want to take a peek. You know, like, I, I think I brought this up before. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, whatever, Watch this video right here. It says, Taltoa, where to begin? You go to our website, our homepage, scroll down, where to begin, click learn more. That is a uh, webinar we did a couple of years ago. It's going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly about working as a freight broker, freight broker agent. Matter of fact, we got packages if you want to get out, start a broker career. Even if you're a trucking company, you know, we have consulting as well. If you're a trucking company, uh, We've got a video coming out about the process of brokering freight. I believe that's coming up here in the next few days on YouTube. But if you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, or even a trucking company, you want to maybe create a new stream of revenue, check us out. Okay. Uh, if you want to start out as a freight broker agent, which is generally what we recommend, we have placement in our mentorship program. Mentorship program allows you where is it let me find the mentorship program don't we have a link in here to the mentorship program thought we did should have yeah there it is placement you can begin your operation as a freight broker agent through us under our licensed brokerage oh nine yards anyway check us out tatoa.com t-a-l-t-o-a.com but saturdays are q and a day question your questions our answers Okay. Now, if you've got a question you'd like to uh, ask 
feel free to email it to me, sbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Go to our website. We have plenty of forums on the website, freightbrokertv.com. You can even Skype your question to us. Just do a search on your Skype app for FBTV, and you will find us. Okay. Now, if you now on the app, you can also use it to call us if you wish. Okay, that's that's not a problem at all. But if you leave a message, you know, you might just hear yourself on a future podcast. All right, Katie. Katie writes, and I'm a wife of a trucker. And within our family, we have about five trucks. I really wanted to be a part of this business, but I just don't know how to go about it. All right, she asked, well, she, you know, right from the start, what's the difference between a dispatcher and a freight broker? Well, a dispatcher uh, in the most honest sense of the term works for a trucking company as an employee and they dispatch their trucks on whatever loads the company has committed to move for whatever customer or broker simple as that that's the true meaning of a trucking company dispatcher now if you're talking about dispatch service all right that's a different story a dispatch service is a business that contracts to a trucking company as a dispatch service meaning the trucking company is giving the dispatch service to act on their behalf under their authority meaning that the dispatch service can legally use load boards. So what a dispatch service is actually doing is going to the load board, getting loads off the load board from other brokers, and essentially making money off those loads because now they're dispatching the truck on those loads. So if the broker's taking 15 20% or whatever, the dispatch service, they're probably taking, I don't know, anywhere from 5 to 10%. By the time it gets to the truck, well, you get the idea. Now, a freight broker, and understand dispatch service can only work with trucking companies in which they are contracted to work as a dispatch service. A freight broker, on the other hand, they can work with any trucking company, any licensed licensed trucking company, be it with their TOT or MC number or whatever. Any of them. You can work with any uh, shipper, customer. You're an intermediary. As a freight broker, what you're doing is working with customers that have freight to ship. You're getting those loads. And you're finding trucks to move those loads through your freight broker operation. Now, the way a broker makes money is you will get the load from the customer. The customer is going to be paying X amount of money on what you're going to do is sell that load to a trucking company and you're going to take a percentage off the top of what the uh, customer's paying you. So if you've got a customer paying, I don't know, $3,000 to move a load from point A to point B and you get a trucking company to haul the load for 2500 well, you made $500. That's if you are the freight broker. If you're an agent for a freight broker, you're going to make a commission.
on that 500 and the standard commission industry standard is 60% of that profit so if that was your load you had a $500 uh, profit on that load and you were the agent on a 60% contract well you'd make $300 on that load simple enough now that sounds all easy well and easy and good and everything but understand it takes work as a freight broker even a freight broker agent you are your own business you I was talking to somebody yesterday or day before about uh, a broker must be an entrepreneur they've got to have that drive that fire in the belly they've got to have that attitude that if they can do it I know I can do it better you, you see what I'm getting now Again, if, you, if you're interested in becoming a broker and want to know more about it, check out our website, TALTOA.com. Matter of fact, if you've got our website and you still got questions, call me. I'll be happy to answer the questions for you. I was on the phone the other day for almost two hours talking to an individual. Anyway, 479-668-0838. That is the uh, way to get hold of me. Okay, Q&A continues now. Ed one, a few months ago we received our carrier authority and we have set up at the factoring company. Okay. Been working with the dispatcher company but very unhappy with it as they keep my driver parked for two to four days at a time. We are losing money and they are slow to respond back. Should I be seeking a dedicated freight broker or freight agent freight broker agent to get loads all right Edwin you got a lot of information here all right so you're a trucking company now you're working with the factoring company now if you've heard any of our past podcast or watched any videos you know when it comes to a broker I'm pretty much anti-factoring you're giving your money away we got something came in from a client the other day and it was actually from a customer the customer the client had set up with <laughs> and, uh, in their packet they were selling the idea hey don't use your factoring company for our loads you know we'll pay you we, we you know we'll, we'll quick pay you we'll give you you know we'll pay you quick for four and a half percent that's more than factory company usually <laughs> it's kind of funny you don't need to use those overpriced factoring companies. You know, that, that was to a trucking company that we're talking about. But anyway, I thought it was kind of comical. Don't use them. Use us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a quick pay. We won't charge you an arm or a leg. We'll just charge you 4.5%. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, let's get past that. But, uh, yeah, dispatch company. I can't believe they're letting your driver. That's free money. You know, there, there could be situations, uh, is the driver just saying, no, we're not going to do that loan. I won't do that loan. You know, because even a dispatch service, you know, they're watching that load board. They're trying to find something that they can put on that truck. But if the driver or whoever keeps on saying no, what are they to do? It's not really their fault. And I'm not really pro, I'm not really a pro dispatch service either. I think, you know, if you're going to be a dispatch service, go ahead, take the next step, become a broker. You're going to make more money. You know, the reason people usually become start a dispatch service is because they're too lazy. Too lazy, don't know how, don't want to, don't care. 
about going out here and finding their own customers. Matter of fact, we don't have time to get into it today, but there's an article that was in Overdrive magazine on the website anyway. We're going to be, uh, I think we're going to have a special podcast only coming up here in the next few days. Because there's an article in there that says, uh, Key to better freight rates, speak your broker's language through data, business confidence, and market knowledge. And the reason this concerns me, they got people from truckstop.com, they got DOT, DAT, they got an owner-operator in here. A lot of people talking about this and that and this and that. Uh, you know, here's how you negotiate with the broker, blah, 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 blah. I'll, I'll go over it. You know, I, negotiating with the broker is not difficult, you, you know. Matter of fact, we have a lot of trucking companies when they, 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 they come into uh, our training at Tautoa. And because they're wanting to start a brokerage, not only to have a, a, a additional stream of revenue, but at the same time, they're they're learning how a broker works. They're they're learning techniques. You know, by learning a broker techniques, if you're a trucking company, you can counter whatever they're doing. You, you see what I mean? You know what's going on. You you know the full picture now. But anyway, we're going to be talking about that coming up uh, here. In a, it's going to be a, it's it's going to be a a special podcast. We're going to be talking about that article because it's uh, it's painting a picture. I'm not saying that there, there's not truth, but it's not the whole painting. You you know what I mean? You know, it's kind of like Bob Ross. Okay, they put a few lines on it. Okay, it's starting to look like a tree, but until you fill up the the whole canvas, you can't really see the picture. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill in the canvas with this podcast coming up. But anyway, back to Edwin. Yeah, that dispatch service. Uh, you know, I can't say it's their fault. I can't say it's your fault. You know, there, there's a lot more to it. But they're slow to respond back. Have they always been slow? They may just be getting tired of you hearing your driver or whoever it might be saying no. Anyway, you go on to say, should I be seeking a dedicated freight broker or freight broker agent to help me get loads? No, 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 Edwin. Yeah, you're going to come up with brokers you want to work with on a continuing basis because you get to know them. You, you've built a relationship. You know, you can get certain loads from them. You're going to, they're going to be fair. You want to find a good broker, in other words. You've got to find your own customers, though. That's the trick. Okay. Now, let's say you're, let's say you're paying this dispatch service 10%. All right, 10%. Maybe you're moving, I don't know, uh, $20,000 worth of freight with them a month. Okay, you're paying that dispatch service, you know, $2,000 for getting loads for you off the load board, which is also add to that another, another 15, 20% or whatever, because the broker, you know, they're getting their money out of that. Yeah, it would. You you'd save more money and make more money by hiring someone to be a dispatcher for you, direct to get out there, drum up some business. Your operation should be set in such a way. Your business plan should be set up so your account, your customer base, is right there near the base of your operation. That's where you are going in. You may not have enough trucks. You only said, uh, we just, it uh, looks like maybe one truck. Keep my driver. You talk singular, not plural. 
So yeah, you're not going to be able to go in and sit down to a contract, but you're going to be able to deal direct with shippers on a per-shipment basis. In other words, they'll make loads available to you, and if you want to haul that load, you can, and you're going to get 100% of the rates. You're not going to get 80 85% of the rates, so that money is what you're going to be making. But if you get somebody to do that for you, they work for you. You have control of them. You're paying them. Yeah, it may take a couple of months to get everything rolling. But they're going to be, you know, that's their job. You know, if you get a dedicated freight broker or freight broker agent, you're still losing money. You're giving away money. The only time you should be working with a freight broker is when you need a load to relocate that equipment to a destination you really need that equipment to be. In other words, a backhaul. All right, that makes sense. Okay, like we've been saying, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m., well, most Saturday, but every Saturday is going to be a Q&A day anyway, but we live stream here on YouTube every Saturday morning, the FBTV podcast, it's Q&A day. Larry writes in, he says, I'm wanting to hire a freight agent, but I was wondering, if the agent is new and has no experience, what should their commission be? Well, Larry, that's totally up to you. I've seen companies bring in agents as low as 40%. And I see, uh, I see companies out there that tout 80%, 75%, 85% commission to their agents. Now, with that said, it's, it's been my experience whenever you start looking into those uh, High commissions for an agent, 80%, 75%, When you start really digging into it, yeah, the, the poor agent has to jump through hoops to get to that level. It's designed so they never get to that level is what I'm talking about. And if they do, yeah, glory be. Hats off, pat them on the back, do it again. Pretty much the average industry standard, and as a matter of fact, in the uh, Tautoa, Mentorship program. Our agents that, that work, you know, they, they get their start in the mentorship program to begin their broker agent operation. Even they get 60%. That's standard in the industry. You don't want to start, you know, start them at 40%. They're going to have a grudge right th from the beginning. Okay. Uh, you know, our clients that come to Taltoa, we tell them, hey, okay, you know, a standard industry commission for a freight broker agent, 60%. Yeah, there might be some a little bit higher. Some a little bit lower, but when you get down to that 40% level, that's a pretty good indication you are not actually contracted. You're not actually contracted to the broker direct. You're contracted to a freight broker agent as part of their operation. So what's happening, the freight broker agents may be getting 60% from the company, and they're paying the sub-agent 40%. See what I mean? Overrun. You know, they're making 20% on every load the uh, subagent moves. So, what is my recommendation? My recommendation is 60%. What you're trying to do is build loyalty. You bring somebody in new with no experience. Matter of fact, that's that's how Tautoa got started, actually. You know, go back in, uh, go back in time. 
we had a broker operation. I may have told you the story before. I'm sure I have many occasions, but uh, we needed to add on brokers for our broker operation. Now we're going back 25 years plus. We had a lot of clients. I mean, hundreds of loads available every day. We just, we needed help. And the decision time came, okay, do we hire experienced agents or new? We opted for new so we could train them our way. No bad habits. We could develop that loyalty. And that's what we did. And anyway, that's what I'm getting at with you. You, you have the opportunity to bring them in. No experience and train them your way. Now, if you're now now one thing we did run into, uh, we we brought in inexperienced agents, and it took us about a week and a half to figure out. Okay, <laughs> now we got a bigger problem because we're spending more time training than we are brokering. So we developed a uh, memo. Well, it became the manual eventually, but it was twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen page stapled together. how to broker freight basically how to do it and we told them okay read this if you got questions when you're actually doing it ask and it started working now Taltoa you can check it out we've got packages available we can train your people we even have a self-study program that uh, we have several brokers using now you know you can check it out self-study what it is all the training material that um, you can sit down tell your new agent or whoever your new hire okay go through all this then you can start your broker operation as an agent for my company you know go from there 60% though 60% is my recommendation because they're going to appreciate that you're trading them just like somebody that has 10 years of experience you've got to understand uh, a freight broker agent, a good freight broker agent, just like a freight broker, they've got to be an entrepreneur. They've got to have that entrepreneur fire in their belly. That they can climb the highest mountain. They can do what other people can't do. That drive is going to, to take them to success if they have it, if they actually have it. You can go back to some of these podcasts in the past where I've talked about how I got into uh, sales and selling. Basically, uh, you know, answering a blind ad in the newspaper. And it was an insurance sales job, but uh, went in for a couple of weeks for training to pass my test so I could get an insurance license and start selling for this company. But I saw people coming in left and right, making money every day. And I was like, come on. If they can do it, I can do it. And I found out real quick I couldn't. I had to learn how to sell. But after I learned how to sell, which only took a few weeks, wasn't that difficult. Once, once you understand what goes into a sales call, you know, you, you can pretty much, you know, sell anything for the most part. Selling is selling. It doesn't matter what you're selling. Okay, selling is selling. And that's what you're looking for. You're, you're wanting that loyalty. You wanted somebody to come work for you. You train them. You bring them up the way you want. And, and you can advance them later on down the road. And I'm not saying pay them a bigger commission because the drive is for them to make money. You know, the commission. that That's their drive. 
You know, an average broker agent, average. They should be doing around eh, $1,500, $2,000 a week in net. More. A lot of them do more. But, you know, average. Here's the thing. If you got a, if you got one agent and you develop them and they're, they're doing $2,000 a week in net, okay, you're paying them 60%. Yeah, they're, they're earning 1200 bucks every week. Well, as long as they move 2000 a week on average. You're making 800 Think if you've got 10 agents like that, now you're making $8,000 a week. See what I mean? Be fair from the beginning. They'll be fair to you, or should be. Got to give them time. If it's brand new, don't expect that new agent to go out next week and start moving freight. Not going to happen. It's going to take them weeks, maybe even months, before they really get it going. Anyway, 60%, Larry. I hope that helped you out. My name is Mike. This is the Saturday morning Freight Broker TV video podcast. Most Saturday mornings we do it live. We live stream it on YouTube anyway. Even on the Saturday mornings we don't, and which is going to be next Saturday, Saturday, uh, the day, the weekend after Memorial Day. What is that going to be? Let me look at my calendar. Because I know some of you may be watching this a year from now. <laughs> so you know what's going on. <clears throat> okay, this is uh, May 28th, 2022. On uh, next Saturday, is going to be June 4th. Next Saturday, you're going to have access to the Q&A or the podcast. You know, it's going to be a video. It's not going to be live stream, but you have access and you have access on our website as well. But every Saturday, we do a Q&A podcast, video podcast. You can watch it in its entirety on YouTube that day. Uh, or, you know, if it's after Saturday, maybe you missed it. And, oh, man, I forgot. Well, you can hear it. You know, you got the podcast option, obviously, on your favorite podcasting app. Or you can go to our website, like we were talking about earlier, and you're going to be able to watch it from the Freight Broker TV uh, website. Just go to the uh, FBTV live stream. But anyway... Robert writes in, would I still have to invoice a broker for quick pay? Would I still have to invoice a broker for quick pay? If I do, would I just create an invoice for the load details and email it to the broker? Well, Robert, uh, yeah, you're going to have to invoice. You, you know, the, the way the quick pay is going to work, all a quick pay is is, hey, your, your, your invoice is going to be put to the top of the stack. As soon as we get it, we will cut a check and mail it to you. To be able to get to the top of the stack, it's going to cost you a little bit of money for the quick pay. You know, we get it. You get it. You know, that's what factoring companies do. That's, you know, I mean, that's why it's just like that company, you know, quick pay that we were talking about earlier that uh, one of our clients was setting up with a offer carriers a quick pay. So they wouldn't have to go through a factoring company. Now, as a carrier, I totally understand why you need your money quick. It costs a lot of money to operate a truck. A lot of people don't get that. I mean, today's fuel price is $5.57 a gallon. Here, let's do this. If your truck has a 300-gallon tank and it's right at empty, it's going to cost you over 1600 bucks 
to fill that truck up, and that's going to get you a thousand miles down the road. You kind of figure every other day you're going to be putting fuel in that truck, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. It takes a lot of money to operate a truck. Lots of money. So getting paid quicker, that's to your advantage, obviously. If you can stay away from factoring companies, obviously, that's my recommendation. But, I, you know, it's, it's acceptable for a trucking company due to the expense. But if you get away without using a factoring company, you're going to be better off. But anyway, so the broker offered quick pay. Yeah, you still got to present your invoice. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, before you send the invoice via email, you need to make sure you're able to send an email invoice with all the documentation for the load because you're just not going to send the invoice. you got to send the signed bill of lading, any other documentation that goes with that load. Because quick pay, generally, it's going to have to be on a clean bill of lading. You know, if there's a problem with that load, yeah, don't even think you're going to get a quick pay on it because the broker can't quick pay you until they have all the details, until they know what the shipper's going to do. That can delay the whole ball of wax. But if it's a clean bill of lading, you know, like I'm saying, yeah, the broker generally will have no issue doing a quick pay. But you need to contact the broker before you even email anything to find out if they accept copies of documents. A lot of brokers will not pay on copies of documents. And these documents would be like bill of ladens, you know, things of that nature, documentation that's involved with that load. You've got to send them originals. Even certified copies a lot of brokers won't pay on because their customers will not accept certified copies. Okay. Quick story. Uh, a couple of years back, a trucking company took a load from one of our clients, moved it. Everything went off without a hitch. Until we got the call asking why that truck did not make the final stop. or There was like three or four stops on the load. Wanted to know why they missed a stop. Huh? Well, uh, come to find out that trucking company had factored the invoice through their factoring company. And, you know, we were trying to figure it out. Okay, the paperwork signed. We got all this here. Everything looks right. You know, what is going on? You know, trucking company saying, no, I didn't have to make that stop. There was... What the trucking company had done, believe it or not, they had photoshopped the low confirmation that was sent to them from our client, the broker, and they removed one of the stops. They just took it out. <laughs> like it wasn't even there. We didn't know. We Well, we had the original, uh, you know, we had the original low confirmation that was sent and signed to the carrier. Yeah, we presented that to the factoring company and ruh -roh. Now we got fraud going on between the, because factoring company paid the trucking company. You see what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it just turned into an ordeal, but the, fact, the trucking company, that's a no-no. You got to be honest. Yeah, you've got to invoice. You are going to actually definitely, most definitely, have to provide all the documentation to the broker. Your invoice, signed bill of ladens, any other documentation that may go with that load, that's going to have to be presented. Because all the quick pay is doing is moving your invoice to the top of the pile. 
So instead of having to wait two or three, four weeks to get paid, you're going to get paid, you know, pretty quick, you know, within just days. All right, Robert, I hope that helped you out. Now, every Saturday Q&A day here on Freight Broker TV, video podcast, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. generally, live, streamed. FBTV is brought to you by Tautoa. We are a training and consulting firm. We specialize with freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies wanting to add an additional stream of revenue to their operation. Even trucking, a lot of trucking companies come to us because, okay, they, we, we can learn how to uh, get our own customers, and that's fine. But usually before they get done, they, they've, they've decided they're going to start brokering freight too. All right, today's impossible question. Let's get back to that. The average person, and I can attest to this, the average person would travel up to 34 miles to find the perfect what? Perfect what? The answer, hamburger or cheeseburger. I, 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 can, I can agree. There's a Whataburger 45, 50 miles north of us. I'm in, we're in Fort Smith. Arkansas, up in Fayetteville, there's a Whataburger. I have been so tempted to drive up there to get a Whataburger, but I haven't because it's just a little bit too far. 30 miles? Nah, I'd probably do it. You know, 30-minute drive. But Fayetteville's a college town, too, and I don't want to get involved in all that traffic. And Anyway, if you ever... Been coming down, what is that, 49 now? It used to be 540 before that was 71, whatever they want to call it this week. Yeah, it, it's it's a pretty congested. Lots of uh, traffic. But Whataburger. Man, anytime I go to Texas, down to Shreveport, man, I knew where the Whataburgers were that I'd hit. Now, Fort Smith is supposed to be getting a Whataburger. Big sign. Out on uh, Zero Street in Fort Smith. Well, that's where the water park is, and they they got a big banner. I mean, this is huge banner dangling off the top of the water slide. One of them up there. Whataburger coming soon. I can't wait. I just don't know where it's going to be. But anyway, the average person would travel up to 34 miles to find the perfect what? The answer, hamburger or cheeseburger. All right, if you're out and about this week up in uh, Onaway, Michigan, don't forget the Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge is going on. Uh, a couple of weeks from now, June 7th through the 11th, American Truck Historical Society annual convention going to be happening up in Springfield, Illinois. So here's something, too. This is coming up uh, the following weekend, June 17th and 18th, if you're up around uh, McCungie. Am I pronouncing that right? Probably not. I'll tell you a story about Pennsylvania. When I was a driver... I would have to haul loads to 84 Lumber. 84 Lumber, all over PA. I guess maybe all over the eastern seaboard. I'm not sure, but I used to haul Lumber 84 Lumber. And I thought, what a weird name. What a weird name. What a weird name for a uh, Lumber company. 84 Lumber. I, why did they name it that? And I, you know, I delivered to 84 Lumber, you know, 80, 80, Interstate 84. Ah, that must be it, I-84, you know, 84 Lumber, okay. And I always thought that till I got a load going to 84 Lumber. 
in 84, Pennsylvania. It all made sense after that. But anyway, uh, up there in McCungie, M-A-C-U-N-G-I-E, McCungie, Pennsylvania, June 17th and 18th. This sounds pretty cool. I like to, I, I'd, I'd like to see this. The Antique Truck Club of America National Meat and Flea Market. Oh, I thought it was going to be an antique truck show, but I bet they have some up there. I bet it'd be pretty neat. Anyway, if you're up in that area, check it out. All right. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend. A lot of you all are at the lake, going to be on the road doing whatever you do. Some of you are going to be like me. Now we'll stay home this weekend simply because. <laughs> anyway, what, what, whatever you're doing, be safe. And have a great weekend unless you've made other plans. We'll talk real soon. <laughs> Thank you.